iHeartRadio. You're listening to In The Zone on 96.9 The Game. Zone FM 96.9 AM 740 streaming on the iHeart app is how you can find us. My locks came through this week. Four and three record. It feels really good to be back in the win column. It brings me to 48, 25 and two on the season. That is a hit rate of 65%. I can only dream that that's how my season will wrap up. And as I detailed last week, it was only really one down week. I had an okay week and then a down week. And just knowing the way that these percentages and the the world of sports betting, the way that this stuff goes, you're not going to ride super highs all season long. I had an incredible stretch from like week, th- it was about like seven weeks. I would say from like week three of the NFL season, close to week nine, week 10, and then you just kind of figure that at some point things are going to level themselves out. And so that's where the wavering of confidence came from. And what would be great, of course, is if I pick six games and I get them all right, but then you just kind of know, you have this pit in your stomach, if you do this as often as I do, that if you pick, if you pick six games and you get them all right one week, you're probably going 0-6 the next week. What's sustainable in this baffling world we live in is a four and three record, fifty six percent ish. So that right there is where I finished, and it is what brought has restored my confidence going forward into the remainder of the season. Forty eight, twenty five, and two. So real quick, these are the picks: Navy plus sixteen against UCF. That one was never really in doubt. I had Baylor plus two and a half against TCU. That game was incredible. Came down to the wire. TCU won the game. And yet Baylor still covered because it was a last-second field goal that gave TCU a one-point lead. UCLA plus two against USC. That was an incredible game. Could have gone either way. And uh, unfortunately, UCLA lost by three. So I was off by a point, which stinks. Uh, But either way, move on to the NFL. Patriots minus three against the Jets. Took a last-minute defensive touchdown, which I'll break down in a minute. To get that one done, but still got the the, uh, the W there. Eagles minus six and a half against the Indianapolis Colts. I thought I could be stepping in it with that one. Turns out I totally did because Indianapolis played really well. And I had the Cowboys minus one and a half at Minnesota. And, well, you saw how that one, that was a bloodbath. So that was what Tazi likes to call a rocking chair bet. And just because I, I was so desperate to get ahead of things, one of the reasons my record is what it is this week, rather than being four and two, it was four and three, is because I had the Packers on Thursday night as an early lock, and uh, they were not able to get it done against the Tennessee Titans. So here we go with Tazi out today. Uh, I just figured busy show. Let's fly through these. This is one take per game. Remember, no Dolphins, no Jags, no Bucks, and my adopted Seahawks also not in action this week. One take per game. We'll start with the Falcons and the Bears. 27-24, Atlanta wins. Wins and losses don't matter for the Bears. All that matters is that they have found something substantial in Justin Fields. 
Not a record-setting performance, but still 85 yards on the ground. Some really nice throws. He is going to be an absolute monster next season. The Falcons are still alive in the NFC South with five wins, believe it or not. Browns versus Bills. Bills win 31-23. Something's not right with Josh Allen. 197 passing yards and one score against a pretty bad Browns defense. He just doesn't look the same to me. But the Bills found something in their ground game, 171 yards rushing. That has to be a season high for them. This is a team that struggles running the football. So if that persists, they have a chance to find some balance and restore that dominance that everybody, uh, the reason why everybody was so confident in them in the first place. So right now, tied with the Dolphins at the top of the AFC East, that confidence has to be wavering a little bit. Eagles versus Colts, 17-16 Eagles win. Somehow, the Eagles got a W here. I guess that helps me save face a little bit in the ongoing argument with Mike Tazi and my wife, by the way, who's a big Jeff Saturday fan for whatever reason. I think that Jeff Saturday, I think the hire is largely a joke, but the team is competing. So at this point, like I'm running out of arguments against this guy. At some point, it's going to catch up. So I'm not giving up on that uh, crusade just yet. But so far, so good for the Colts. Matt Ryan's been okay. Jonathan Taylor looks like himself again. The team's playing hard. And that's really all you can ask for from any interim, no matter their experience level. The Eagles were lucky to win that one. Jets versus Patriots. U-G-L-Y. Awful game. 10-3 finish. That should not be a score in today's NFL. Neither team could move the football whatsoever. This will not go down as as an instant classic. I can guarantee you that. Zach Wilson needs to start start shouldering some of the blame here. He is way too dismissive in the postgame. I'm sure some of you saw that clip flying around social media where he says that he's not the problem, that he didn't let his defense down. When your defense holds the opposition to three points, you ought to win the game. Wilson was the second overall pick. So, yes, some of that blame falls squarely on his shoulders. And you know who's completely off the hook in terms of media criticism today? Mac Jones, because he was terrible, too. Rams versus Saints. Saints win 27-20. to This was, for me, the most whatever game of the weekend, which is shocking considering these two brands. But the Rams are lifeless, even more so without Cooper Cup. And the Saints just do absolutely nothing for me this year. The Rams are terrible. Worst follow-up to a Super Bowl win ever, in my opinion. Lions versus Giants, 31-18 beatdown. This was the all-grit bowl, and the Lions outgritted the Giants. Bound to happen, the Giants are one of a couple of teams that have been playing way over their heads this year, so no shock there. Lions looked really good. They got it done. Fourth win for Dan Campbell and the Lions. I said preseason that this team would make the playoffs. They're actually still alive in a playoff race, so it still could happen. Ravens versus Panthers, 13-3. to Not a good look for the Ravens. They did get the win, but this should have been a smash spot for them. Instead, they let Baker and the tanking Panthers hang around for four quarters. I really want to like this Ravens team. I love Lamar. I love their coaching. They grade highly in some of these advanced stats I look at on other sites like Football Insiders, but they are just flat about half the time when you watch them. So it's it's tough to trust the Baltimore Ravens these days. Second best team in the division right now behind the Cincinnati Bengals. Commanders versus Texans, 23-10. to Boy, did the Sharps overthink the hell out of this one right here. I didn't have it as a lock because I was skeptical and I've lost enough money betting on the Texans, but I'd be lying if I said that I didn't throw a buck or two on Houston plus three and a half. It was a really fishy line. There was a lot of weird news coming out about Washington, some players drinking on the plane. It just seemed like there was some insubordinance and how much do you really trust Taylor Heineke week to week? I don't personally, 
I thought that they would potentially lay an egg it was coming off of the biggest win they've had in five years against the Eagles. Yeah, but this was my weekly reminder of just how bad this Texans team really is. So sh- credit to the Commanders for getting it done. Let's go Raiders versus Broncos. 22-16, the Raiders win in overtime. I called this one the all-bust bowl going in. Head coaches and quarterbacks just failing all over the place between these two teams. Well, it turns out, as bad as things look in Las Vegas, they're even worse in Denver. Nathaniel Hackett needs to go. They need to find a way to get rid of Russell Wilson. The video that is going... There's always something with Russell Wilson to point and laugh at where he's listening to his headphones in pregame, and he kind of has his hands spread out as if he's Jesus, and he's just sort of listening to the music in this kumbaya moment. He is terrible. What happened to a once-great quarterback? Cowboys versus Vikings, 40-3. to Wow. This was uh, another team that I was referring to, or the other one that I was referring to, when I said there were some teams in the NFL playing over their heads. The Vikings got straight exposed for what they really are. A talented team that's good enough to post a good record, but not good enough to succeed when you start hoisting expectations on top of them or anything like that whatsoever. This Dallas team is dangerous. They're going to be a really tough out in the postseason. They can run. They have explosive plays with CeeDee Lamb and Tony Pollard, and their defense is lights out. Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in the NFL right now. Bengals versus Steelers, 37-30. to The Bengals have quietly won four of their last five games. Burrow looks good. The offense is humming. And this is all without Jamar Chase in the lineup. It looks like they've kind of made it out on the other side in terms of any Super Bowl hangover. So I think Cincinnati will be good from here on out. They do have a really tough schedule moving forward, so they're going to be in a lot of really interesting games as we get down the final stretch of the season. Chiefs versus Chargers, the last one on the docket here. Sunday Night Football did not disappoint. 30-27 to was the final. This is such a big brother, little brother matchup. The Chargers are built specifically with one item, one mission, one motivation in mind, and that is to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And they always give them a game, but they just can't close them out. The Chargers have lost each of the last three games where these two teams have met. And each game has been decided by either a field goal or has just straight gone to overtime. Another classic, another Chiefs win. And they continue to do it with Travis Kelsey and a bunch of no-names. So Patrick Mahomes making quite the case for NFL MVP this year. Up next, Jason Beatty's Knights report. What will it take to keep the season alive for UCF? We'll find out next.